Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, dangerous heat as parts of this country have seen temperatures of more than 100 degrees for a month now. Firefighters battle more than a dozen wildfires burning across Texas as city libraries become cooling centers. Tonight, nearly half of the United States living in temperatures that feel hotter than 100 degrees. Breaking news, a plane is forced to divert because of turbulence. Tonight, several passengers are sent to the hospital. We have all the new details. President Biden's new climate initiatives. Tonight, the president promises to combat climate change, calling it a code red for humanity. Ukraine's first lady addresses Congress, bringing pictures of horror, pleading with the U.S. for more weapons as Russia expands its onslaught. One single text. Tonight, the only message the Secret Service turned over as Congress prepares for Thursday's primetime hearing that will air here on CBS. Baby formula shortage. Even with an effort to restock shelves, the crisis worsens. We speak to parents struggling to feed their children. Remembering Ivana Trump, the former president and his family mourn the 73-year-old. Shark sightings near popular beaches and on shore. This is believed to be a baby great white shark on Long Island. Righting a wrong nearly a century later. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight it is another day of extreme heat across the country and Europe as triple-digit temperatures are being felt around the world. 
More than one-third of the U.S. is under excessive heat warnings and advisories as local health officials ask residents to check in on their neighbors, especially the elderly. The scorching heat combined with bone-dry conditions is also fueling wildfires with almost 90 fires burning in 13 states. In Europe, nearly 2,000 people have died because of the hot weather. Firefighters in Greece struggled to contain new fires around the capital of Athens. And in London, fires are now under control following the busiest day for the city's fire brigade since World War II. There's a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to start us off from a very hot Dallas. Good evening, Chris. Nora, we hit 109, which felt like 114 here. And for many people, it's starting to feel a lot like Groundhog's Day. That's because the high temperature in Dallas hasn't dipped below 90 since June 4th. It's been 46 days without rain, and all of that is just fueling the fire danger. Firefighters continue to brave temperatures hovering around 110, battling 18 active wildfires burning across Texas, threatening 1,200 homes. Drought conditions driven by weeks of triple-digit heat are turning the Lone Star State into a tinderbox. I just think about all the loss. It's like my birthright has just been burnt up. It's so hot, Texas trains are slowing down. The Dallas Dart system capping speeds at 30 miles an hour. By reducing the speeds, we're able to ensure safety of both our passengers and for the light rail vehicles. All city libraries are now acting as cooling centers. The heat's horrible, man. Uh, you try to find shade where you can, AC wherever you can. Now the weather pattern slow roasting the Midwest is moving east. A power outage in Medford, Massachusetts cut off AC to thousands. And nearby Boston is under a heat emergency. In New York City, temperatures could reach 100. And this is serious heat, and we're really concerned about those, particularly with pre-existing uh, respiratory conditions. Over in Europe, the unprecedented heat wave is sparking fires across the continent. Heat blamed for more than 1,900 deaths. Outside Athens, Greek police go door to door telling residents to run. Across Spain and Portugal, soldiers are on the front lines of the battle against fast-moving flames. Chris Livesay reports from Rome. It's Italy's worst drought in 70 years, and it's revealed ancient Roman ruins dating back nearly 2,000 years. But it's even worse in Italy's north, now in a state of emergency. Fields for risotto rice, wine, and pasta are now bone dry. Back in the heart of Texas, in the middle of the nation's heat dome, the AC was out at Matthew Lewis's home. I mean, it's like 110 out here, and I got home from work yesterday and came in the house, and it was like 87. And so uh, we, we just moved in, and we've been moving furniture in and out. It's just, it's brutal in the heat, for sure. That's keeping Danny Kidwell working 15-hour days fixing air conditioners. There's a lot of people, especially people that are senior citizens, if their air goes out, they will not leave their house. So they'll stay in it, no wait on me. People must be very happy to see you when they you are. pull in. Yeah. Danny says he's been so busy he hasn't even had time to fix the AC in his own truck. And while those heat emergencies are going to continue on the East Coast for the coming days, Dallas is getting at least a 24-hour reprieve. The high temperature tomorrow expected to fall to about 100. Nora? Not much of a reprieve, Chris Van Cleve. Thank you.
Well, we have some breaking news that is just coming in. An American Airlines jet was forced to make an emergency landing after severe turbulence. CBS News transportation correspondent Errol Barnett is here. So, Errol, I understand eight people have been hospitalized. That's right. This is really unusual, Nor Details still coming into us here. Good evening. But what we know is that several people aboard an American Airlines flight were injured after that aircraft experienced extreme turbulence. The plane leaving Tampa, Florida shortly before 3 p.m. en route to Nashville to a direct route, but it encountered a massive storm system. We can show you on the radar behind me how Flight 3609 actually tried to fly west, avoiding the storm system over the panhandle. The flight has now landed in Birmingham, Alabama. American Airlines confirming six passengers and two crew have been evaluated for what they describe as non-severe injuries. The aircraft in question is a relatively small one. It's an American Airlines Envoy jet, has twin engines, carries about 76 passengers, but experts tell me while an in-flight disruption like this is very unusual, it's not unheard of, and we also learned storms at one point, Nora, did cause a ground stop at Orlando's airport, so we know that weather systems can be dangerous for flights. All right, Harold Barnett, thank you so much. And for more on this record-breaking heat wave and extreme weather, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Well, Nora, good evening. This July heat wave we're experiencing isn't getting any better. In fact, it's expanding. Take a look at this. Over the next three days, more than 200 million Americans will experience temperatures above 90 degrees. By the time we get to Saturday, it's roughly seven out of every 10 Americans. Let me break it down for you city by city here so you know exactly what's coming your way. The temperatures intense across the middle of the country from San Antonio to Memphis. Temperatures 102 tomorrow. Look at the Northeast. It's now our turn. Many of us into the 90s. The I-95 quarter, no exception by Friday, pushing 100 degrees. If we hit 100 this weekend, and we think it's very likely, D.C. will be the first time since 2016, and the first time, Nora, in a decade in places like Philadelphia, some rare air and some dangerous air in the Northeast. Mike Bettis, thank you. Tonight, President Biden is calling climate change a code red for humanity, but he's holding off on declaring a federal emergency, which climate advocates have been urging him to do. In Massachusetts today, the president visited the site of an old coal-fired plant that's being transformed into a wind energy facility. He's taking action after efforts in Congress stalled. Climate change is an emergency, and in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions. Well, for starters, the president announced more funds for cooling centers in schools and to help low-income Americans buy air conditioners. He's also looking into those wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico. We want to turn now to the mystery surrounding those Secret Service text messages. The January 6th committee is warning tonight that the agency may have violated federal law by failing to preserve data related to the Capitol attack. And it comes as we learn only one text conversation was turned over to Congress. CBS News has learned that one exchange was between the U.S. Capitol Police Chief and the head of the Secret Service Uniform Division requesting resources and assistance during the assault on the Capitol. The Secret Service says data was lost because of a pre-planned system migration. And CBS News will have full coverage of tomorrow night's primetime January 6th hearing starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We hope you will join us. 
Now to the war in Ukraine. Today, Russia's foreign minister said Moscow's territorial goals have moved beyond the eastern part of the country, while the U.S. is warning that the Kremlin is planning to annex the entire Donbass region. Back here in Washington, Ukraine's first lady delivered an impassioned speech to members of Congress. CBS's Holly Williams reports, and we want to warn you that some of the images you're about to see are disturbing. Ukraine's first lady brought the horror of Russia's invasion to Congress, showing these images of a four-year-old girl killed by a Russian missile strike last week. And she pleaded with America to supply her country with air defence systems to protect civilians. Just hours earlier, Ukraine says this 13-year-old boy was killed by a Russian strike as he waited for a bus. His father struck silent in his grief. With no end in sight to the carnage, Russia's foreign minister warned today that the West's supply of long-range weapons to Ukraine will only drive Moscow to seize more territory. He's talking about these HIMAR rocket systems sent by the US. The Ukrainians say they're game-changing, but America has promised only 16 in total, and it's not enough, according to retired US Marine Colonel Andy Milburn, who served in Iraq and Somalia. The idea is that you're giving them a significant edge over the Russians. Milburn's in Ukraine with other retired American servicemen giving basic training to Ukraine's frontline soldiers. He says without more game-changing weapons from the US, this conflict could go on for years. This war threatens to just uh, devolve into a grinding war of attrition. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said today that the Russians have only advanced 6 to 10 miles in the last 90 days in eastern Ukraine. And he said the Ukrainians are making the Russians pay for every inch of territory they gain. Nora. That is significant, Holly Williams. Thank you. And we return now to the nationwide baby formula shortage, which is getting worse despite government efforts to restock shelves. The FDA has announced an external review that will include the agency's handling of the crisis, while their commissioner today faced some tough questions on Capitol Hill. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Five months since the baby formula crisis began, moms like Julia Morgan are still desperate. How hard is it to find formula today? It's almost impossible today. Morgan's eight-month-old daughter Tatum is lactose intolerant. She needs hypoallergenic formula, which is still hard to find. I thought I was in the clear because I had like two months supply. Working 24 by 7 on this to make sure that we have adequate supply. Today, the FDA touted progress, but the latest data shows nearly one-third of powdered formula products are still out of stock nationwide. Only four main companies provided 90% of domestic baby formula in the U.S. Under Operation Fly Formula, the U.S. called on international companies to send tens of millions of cans of baby formula. The government recently cleared the way to give those suppliers a permanent place in the U.S. market, says Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. We also want to change the policy here. Uh, the industry allowed themselves to be short, and we can't afford that, especially with specialty formula. Sarah Chamberlain's daughter, Izzy, has a rare disorder and relies on specialty formula for 70% of her nutrition. Has anything changed? 
Uh, we have less formula than we did two months ago. <laughs> you have less formula. Less formula in the cupboard, yeah. The shortage began when one of the major U.S. suppliers, Abbott, closed its largest plant. The facility is back up and running, but it could be at least two months before families get the relief they need to keep their children fed. Meg Oliver, CBS News. We want to turn now to the growing backlash against the Sesame Place theme park near Philadelphia. A family says a visit there last week ended with a hurtful and humiliating racial snub by one of the park's costume characters, and they are not accepting the park's initial apology. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. After Sesame Place character Rosita walked past six-year-old Skylar and Nyla on Saturday, Jody Brown shared it on Instagram. From singer Kelly Rowland. She deserves an explanation. To civil rights attorney Ben Crump, more than 15,000 people have commented. The apologies were not um, genuine. Today, Brown, alongside her attorney, B. Ivory Lamar, called for the firing of the employee who appeared to ignore her daughter and niece. We want a genuine an authentic apology, okay? We want the, the acceptance of responsibility here. Sesame Place, owned by SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, posted two statements. The first one said the performer portraying the Rosita character confirmed that the no hand gesture seen several times in the video was not directed to any specific person. Rather, it was a response to multiple requests to hold a child for a photo, which is not permitted. They posted a second statement the next day, which started with an apology to the family and plans to take action to do better. How do you know? The characters are licensed from Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit best known for producing Sesame Street and its cast of inclusive and diverse characters. Today, in a statement to CBS News, the Sesame Workshop said in part, it's unacceptable that our beloved characters and brand have contributed in any way to the pain and hurt of any child or family. Sesame Place had an opportunity to see that video at that time. They chose to dismiss this family. Jody Brown's attorney shared with me a video that they have yet to release. In that video, you can see that Rosita character acknowledge another child right after passing the two girls. Nora, Rosita, or not Rosita, Jody uh, Brown says that that other child was not black. Drika Duncan, thank you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Donald Trump gathered with his family in New York today for the funeral for his late ex-wife, Ivana Trump. The former president was joined by his wife, Melania, all of his children and other family members. On his social media site, Trump called it a very sad day, but at the same time, a celebration of a wonderful and beautiful life. Ivana Trump died last week from injuries she suffered during a fall. 
There was a chilling discovery on a beach in the Hamptons today on the east end of New York's Long Island. Police say a dead shark about eight feet long washed ashore. An officer took these photos before it was washed back out to sea. It comes just a day after a shark was seen leaping out of the water near a beach in Queens. This week, Governor Kathy Hochul increased shark patrols after at least five people were bitten. All right, tonight a prime stretch of California beachfront has been returned to its rightful owners nearly a century after it was taken from them. Today, officials handed over the deed to the descendants of Charles and Willa Bruce, who owned Bruce's Beach, a resort for black families, before the land was stripped from them in 1929. Bruce's great-grandsons are now leasing the $20 million beach to the county for just over $400,000 a year. While summer camps are often a rite of passage, there's one in Connecticut that is so much more. It gives kids with life-altering burn injuries a safe space to emotionally heal. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. The only target for these campers, simply getting to be kids. We've been through so much in our lives. 13-year-old Haley is one of dozens of survivors who gather for a week every July at the Arthur C. Luff Burn Camp. It's her sixth time here. Why do you keep coming back to camp? This is my second home, and it allows us to socialize with people that are just like us. When you're in other places, sometimes people tend to stare. Here, it's like you're all the same. Now in its 31st year, the Connecticut camp is free and staffed entirely by volunteers, <laughs> including former campers like Kathy Wright. Do you think that you would be where you are today if it wasn't for this camp? Not at all. I wore turtlenecks all over the place. I didn't value myself um, until I came in and I saw others who had more self-confidence. These campers call it a community born of understanding. When I was younger, I got bullied, but as soon as I hit this camp, my attitude just changed, my personality changed. I feel it made me a better person than what I was when I first came here. It may look like fun and games, but this camp is also a real game changer. I did it! Niti Chen, CBS News, Union, Connecticut. What a great place. Finally tonight, a heartfelt moment at last night's All-Star Game. Ten-year-old Blake Grice fulfilled his late grandfather's dream of meeting Los Angeles Dodger pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Blake told Kershaw that his grandfather's dream was to meet him, but he died of cancer before he got a chance. Well, they were crying in the press room and a really nice hug. Aw, that is tonight's CBS Evening News. And remember, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. 
Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.